There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some entitled people, something a bit different that you've been requesting. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from I'm not sad, I'm still tired and says, Devin, my ex who cheated on me with my mum and received gonorrhea from her. As my ex is peed by the fact that I keep telling people that my mum gave him gonorrhea and he wants me to stop. So I'm going to tell a story about how my ex Devin contracted gonorrhea. This is going to be paraphrased and shortened. Back in 2014, I was forced into ballet by my mother. I hated it as I wasn't the ballerina type, so I fought with my mum, but in the end, I ended up giving up and went anyway. And that is how I met Devin. He was the most beautiful ballerina I ever saw. He carried himself with grace. His smile was intoxicating and everybody wanted a piece of Devin, but he only had eyes for me. It didn't take long before we started dating. He was 16 and I was 14. I was in love with Devin. He was supposed to be my knight in shining armor. However, Devin was just a pussy wrapped up in tin foil. About five months into our relationship, Devin and I went to a party. Halfway through the party, I lost Devin, so I went looking for him. I found him receiving oral from another girl. I just walked away. I was trying to walk home when the See You Next Tuesday muffin rolled up, telling me to get into his car. I didn't want to. I told Devin to go F himself. I would rather walk home in the goddamn dark than deal with his BS. I don't remember how Devin convinced me to get into his car, but when I did, I just wanted to know why. Why did he cheat on me? That son of a bee tried to gaslight me. Nothing like that happened. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. I saw nothing. It's not what it seems. I was making things up. I would not buy that crap because I know what I saw. Then Devin cut off the headlights of his car and just floored it down the dirt road with no streetlights and just screamed how he's going to kill us both and how when someone found our bodies, they just assumed it was an accident. Devin then stopped the car and told me that if I bring up that girl one more time, it won't end well for me. Devin drove me home after that. I should have left him after that, but I was just so afraid of him. It didn't take long for the physical and emotional abuse to start. Dating Devin was like dating my mum. He would scream at me, cry and stomp his feet when I didn't do what he wanted me to, hit me repeatedly, pressure me into sex, force me to do angel dust, threaten to kill himself when I refused to talk to him. We dated for a year and in that year I experienced hell. I didn't tell people what was happening because I was afraid that no one would believe me. On to the title. I had tennis practice but halfway through my practice I started to feel sick. So I called my stepdad to pick me up and take me home. Before we pulled into the driveway, there was Devin's car. It wasn't all surprising as sometimes Devin would just be in the house waiting for me. Then, as we walked into the house, we heard them. My mum and Devin weren't quiet. 
My stepdad pulled out his phone to record and then went upstairs and then walked on, Devin jackhammering my mum. There was a lot of screaming, threats and crying. My stepdad and I went to the car, then we drove to a parking lot and just cried. While our phones were blowing up, my stepdad then sent the video of my mum and Devin to both of Devin's parents. My ex-in-laws asked for a meeting, exchanged information and my stepdad told them that he would see them in court. His parents tried to play it off like Devin was a victim. One, the legal age of consent in my hometown is 16 and he was 17 at the time. Two, no, he effing wasn't. If you watch the video, Devin was trying to smack the phone out of my stepdad's hand and when I started crying, asking him how he can do this to me, Devin started telling me to stop crying because I wasn't even that good at sex anyway. My stepdad and I went back to the house. I just went to my room while he went to pack his stuff to leave. My mum came into my room and I was crying because even though Devin was a piece of crap, he was still my boyfriend. My mum started making fun of me for crying. It's not my fault that your boyfriend wanted me. Boo-hoo, stop crying. Maybe you put on some more makeup. You can keep a man. Then she went on to say how Devin pleased her so well, that he knows how to make her come like a real man. And unlike my stepdad, he knows where the clip was. That Devin would always tell her that she's tighter than I am. All the while, Devin was trying to call me. Y'all, Devin's way of apology was to blame me. I'm sorry you had to see that, but if you spend more time with me, I wouldn't have been seeking other women. Your mum was there for me and she cared for me. You abandoned me when I need you the most. Blah, blah, blah. Victim blaming, victim blaming. Like, bitch, I gave you my heart and soul. I put my needs on the back burner for yours. What the F do you want from me? Then Devin switched tactics, trying to convince me that I misunderstood the situation. Like, motherfucker, I walked on you effing my mum, you flip-floppy bastard. So fast forward to the time I went to school. I didn't talk to my mum or Devin at that time. So Devin's sister spread the news to the school that Devin had sex with my mum. Now, I was afraid to tell people that Devin was abusing me because I knew no one would believe me because Devin had this good boy reputation. Only a few people have seen how awful Devin truly was. However, Devin let his mask slip and he hit me in front of the whole student body. The funny part about Devin hitting me is the fact that no one believed he was having sex with my mum. No one believed that until he hit me and started screaming that I ruined his reputation. He just had to keep his effing mouth shut. We were separated and I had to explain to the principal and our guidance counsellor that that wasn't the first time Devin had hit me. That boy did a lot worse things than just hit me. Do you want to hear some messed up crap? Before me, Devin was in a relationship with a girl and he did the same thing he did to me to her. She told people and no one believed her because, like I said above, Devin was a good boy in everybody's eyes. They isolated that girl to the point where she had to move away. No one believed her until Devin slapped me and it didn't help that Devin threw a tantrum. He got suspended because he broke things in his tantrum. After that, a lot of people came forward and spoke about how Devin was secretly a piece of crap. Devin's parents gave my stepdad some money to keep it out of court and then moved away because of shame. My stepdad and my mum got divorced because Devin wasn't the only person my mum was cheating with. By the way, my mum never stopped seeing Devin. That bee took him on elaborate trips. They went to Hawaii, Disneyland and goddamn Texas. Devin and my mum were a match made in hell, but karma prevails. Devin suffered a leg injury and he can't do ballet anymore and he got fat. My mum left him 
His parents abandoned him, and the last time I checked, he works at an auto store and lives with his sister. And to top all that, my mum gave him gonorrhea. How is your leg? I know you're reading this, you piece of crap. It's a shame, isn't it? You tried your best to live a good life, but in the end, you're in debt, fat as hell, and worth nothing. But me? I'm in love, happily married to a dude who treats me like a queen, and has three babies. Eat the dirtiest part of my ass, Devin. <laughs> Gee whiz. Edit, Devin has seen this post. I repeat, Devin seen this post. Devin's in the audience, people. Look alive. And then there's a second edit where Opie goes on to say a particular user is not that person because, you know, Reddit had their pitchforks out ready. And in the comments on this one, it was basically just F Devin, F Devin that time and time again. There wasn't too much constructiveness in there, just a lot of F Devins. But Opie did update the post. So Opie went on to say, I want to post an update to my story here. Finally, Link is working again and I don't know what the F happened. My story has been read by Brew. Well, Devin's sister has apparently subscribed to Reddit Brew. Good reader, by the way. And she, the sister, being an a-hole, shared the video with Devin and he lost his crap. Devin broke things and when his sister laughed at him, Devin hit her and stole her laptop to contact me through Discord. Also, I'm sorry about the grandma mistakes. I'm way too tired to try and fix them today. This is the text message I received from him. I just don't know where to post them, so I'm going to copy them from Discord here. OP, I understand what I did to you was painful, but it was almost eight years ago. Your little Reddit post went way too far, and now it's everywhere on YouTube. Does it feel good knowing that you humiliated me? I'm asking you, I'm begging you, OP. Please remove the post before my work sees it. Never once you apologize to me, Devin. This is the first time you acknowledge what you did to me. I don't give a F that it's almost been eight years. I don't care because never once you said sorry to me. Never once you said, I'm sorry, OP, for basically raping you slash drugging you slash forcing you to do drugs slash hitting you slash effing your mum. Never once. And when you did, you say, I'm sorry, but then blame me. You expect me to get over it. You expect me to let it go. You affected me to where it took me years to trust another person. What your sister has told me, you have not changed and the little tantrum you threw when your sister laughed at you shows that even though it's been damn near eight years, you really have not changed. Suck my cock and swallow what comes forward. You khaki shorts wearing, Mr. Brownies having little B. Yes, I take great pleasure in humiliating you. Do you know how many Devins work in an auto store? Unless you've been bragging about effing people's mamas, I doubt people will put two and two together. You better be lucky your sister only kicked you out. If I was her, I would have called the cops on you for hitting me and destroying my things. Go F yourself, Devin. You're one of the reasons why I'm in therapy. Maybe one day I will forgive you, but we both know damn well it won't be tomorrow. Also, some people think my mum raped Devin as he was 17 and could not consent to my mum. Yeah, that's bullcrap. Devin was a predator. He was 17. He was 17, so when their little love affair started, he was above the age of consent in my hometown. I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm saying Devin knew what he was doing. Devin was a predator. He knew what the F he was doing. He knew when to keep his mouth shut and when to speak. He knew who to target, who to become friends with. He knew who to abuse and who to be buddy-buddy with. He targeted the weak and friended the strong. Devin was a predator. He was not a victim of my mum. Just because he was young does not mean he couldn't consent. 
I didn't mention this in my last post, but Devin used to send me videos of him doing sexual things with other people just to make me upset. And my mum wasn't the only person who Devin was cheating on me with. She was just the person I didn't know about. Devin knew what he was doing. But I should thank you, Devin, as you're the reason why I am the woman that I am today. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're going to be staying in the Entitled People subreddit for our next story from Thrice Fanged Caramel, who says, Ex-friend thinks I'm going to be their landlord. Obligatory on mobile, throwaway because of legal stuff. I am in the UK. I bought my first flat when I was in my 20s. I rented out a room to a guy from Poland. Awesome flatmate, FM. Super good at DIY and maintenance. I was seeing someone for a while, let's call her Ghost. Ghost lived with two other girls. One is the titular ex-friend, let's call her Karen. Ghost and I broke up. From the imaginative name, you can guess what happened and that whole friend group ditched me. My career went pretty well and I bought a house in the suburbs. I decided to let FM stay on in the flat on the same rent with the proviso that he not sublet but his girlfriend GF moves in, which is fine. I get the mortgage covered and a tenant who is better at maintaining the place than I am. He gets a two-bed flat for half the price. A few years on and a certain idiot referendum passes and flatmate and his girlfriend are moving home to Poland. His girlfriend has already gone back, but when I'm over sorting some stuff with FM, I see a huge pile of moving boxes, etc. in the spare room. Oh, is that girlfriend stuff? Are you going to be able to fit all that in the car? Uh, no, that's Karen's stuff. She asked if she could leave it here while we were still here. As it turns out, Karen was still friends with girlfriend. She found out they were leaving and that their rent was a pretty good deal. She told girlfriend that she had squared it all with me and that she was going to take it all over. I will confess to a few minutes of panic and confusion. I have not spoken to this person in years. She thinks that she is going to move into my flat and doesn't even ask. How the hell does she even intend to pay rent given that she has made zero attempts to contact me? And why would I not go for market rate? I'm honestly baffled and somewhat morbidly fascinated to find out what she thinks is going to work. I don't really want to get in some kind of ridiculous squatter's right squabble with them, so I contacted my solicitor, think a non-trial lawyer. She recommends that I get the locks changed and install a security camera and to send the inevitable roof hitting her way when Karen turns up and tries to get in. 
I actually think she's quite excited by the drama. A bit more interesting than property conveyancing. I explain all this to FM. He agrees to move out two weeks early and even helps me fit the doorbell camera. He really was the best. So that's where we are. I pretty much have the Ring app open constantly on my phone. I have pretty clear instructions not to say anything other than to give my solicitors information and record any and all correspondence when it happens. I'm presuming she will hear from GF though. I'll post an update if anything interesting comes of it. Update. Today at lunchtime, Karen turned up and tried to get in the flat and she was not alone. Ghost was with her and they had a key. I feel stupid for not remembering that Ghost probably had one from when we were together or they got a copy from GF. Didn't think she'd keep it after she ditched me, but probably should have changed the locks back then. Oops, sorry tenants, my ex had a key for your flat the whole time. Camera didn't get the preamble, but they came up to the door and tried a key. It's not working. Some fumbling. He's fucking changed the lock. Some more descriptive language, presumably about me and my parentage that I can't wait to have a lawyer read back to them. They continue to take turns trying the key. I connect at this point, but don't say anything. They try the doorbell, but it doesn't make any noise because I'm connected. I think it's lit up, but I guess they don't realize that means I'm watching. I thought ring cameras had a siren to give them a fright, but couldn't find it. They bang on the door and window a bit before walking off. I stayed listening through the camera, but didn't hear anything. Still, eerily quiet on the phone. Video sent to solicitor anyway. Had two calls from unknown numbers. Not going to answer. We'll wait for someone to text me and then send them the solicitor's contact info. More to come, I guess. In hindsight, I should probably have waited to see how this played out before posting. Solicitor would probably murder me if she knew I was doing this. Update 2. After a whole bunch of phone calls from random numbers, I finally got one from Ghost's father. He was always a gentleman who I got on with, so I sent him a polite message saying if this was about the flat, please direct this to my solicitor and gave him the details. He said okay, and she said he contacted her and is going to meet her on Friday. So I guess I could update the title to Entitled X Wants Me To Be A Landlord. I did some snooping on social media. I deleted my Facebook years ago. It seems that Ghost and Karen's other housemate is getting married soon. They were all living rent-free in the bride's nan's old house. So I'm guessing impending nuptials are the reason Ghost and Karen are looking for somewhere new and cheap to live. Not really my problem though. Update 3. Probably the final one. Has taken a turn from the entitled to just plain dumb. With my apologies. There is not much drama and it is all secondhand. Karen, Ghost and Ghost Dad met with Solicitor today. Where they unveiled their secret weapon. They had a copy of my lease with FM. I was right in that their rent-free ride was over and they had no money saved. Ghost had been used to me as a cash machine for years, I guess. They thought I would just roll over. Lol, no, as the kids may say. So these Brainiacs' plan was that they would take over the existing lease agreement with FM and GF without my involvement. They had a key. They had my payment details from the tenancy agreement. GF just cost FM and her a wedding gift. Luckily, the account's sole purpose was for rent, so I can change that number easily. They thought they could just write their names on the form as well, and it would be legally binding. Never mind the fact that there is no subletting. The agreement was with someone else, and the agreement was terminated by FM. Solicitor says they only tried to argue their point for a minute before giving up. Meeting at our office gave a real home field psychological advantage, I think. That and, you know, every freaking law in the land. She was laughing on the phone about it. 
Honestly, these people are nearly 40. How have they no idea how a lease works is beyond me. Although I don't think they believed it. I think it's just because they got caught in a trying to spin. Long stupid story short, Ghost Dad has agreed to pay a moving company to collect the boxes and bring them to his house. I need to be there for that, but I will slam the door at the first sign of anyone other than a mover. I'm out about 350 quid in solicitor's fees. I can accept that. Like I said, no wedding present for FM now. I mean, I prefer not to have that happen, but who knows what would have happened if they got in and got their day in court. There is a non-zero chance I could have been screwed by a justice based on some sob story. Even in the likely case I'd win. The only people who'd make money in these things are the lawyers. Punitive damages aren't really a thing here. The courts would have just sent everyone on their ways. At least I'll always have a video of my ex failing to pull a fast one on me and the record of her being called to my solicitor's office like they've been called to the office by the head teacher. Quick note on why I didn't just chuck her things out the door. Flats here tend to open to the outside, not a corridor, so it will be the same as chucking it out in the rain and there is a legal duty of care. It's called being an involuntary bailey. It sucks, but it's a pretty common landlord problem. And Karen is a Karen. At least twice I've seen her complain in a restaurant to get her meal comped. Rules are a weapon to use against others. She would absolutely have made trouble for me. That's hopefully it. Thanks for sticking with me. Apologies if it didn't live up to expectations of drama. Hopefully, at the very least, it will serve as a cautionary tale about changing locks if you get dumped. Now you know me, I love a landlord, I love a neighbor story, I love entitled stories as well. I don't love the fact that, you know, OP's going through a difficult time having to deal with these people, but the fact that what's going through the entitled person's head, that they think that they can just get away with this, somehow, you know, write their name on a lease and think that's going to be it, OP's going to accept it and, you know, they're going to get a great deal on rent. And I always find it real bizarre and concerning that there's many people out there who have this kind of logic and will think along these lines. But how about you guys? Do you have your own landlord neighbor based drama going on? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.